Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, the greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding. Counter-spy. Classic Radio Theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Faber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now step back into a time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. Edward Polly, starring in an episode of Big Town. As it was originally broadcast May 3rd, 1949, 74 years ago today, the case of the fatal alibi. Thank you for tuning in on this Wednesday, the third day of May, the 123rd day of the year, and we have 242 days remaining until we get to 2024. Uh, Christopher Columbus first sighted land that would be called Jamaica on this date in 1494. The Great Fire of 1901 began in Jacksonville, Florida on this date. In 1937, Gone with the Wind, a novel by Margaret Mitchell, won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. You go. What shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. A controversial snippet of dialogue at the time, Vivian Lee Clark Gable in the 1940 screen adaptation of that novel, winning the Pulitzer Prize on this date in 1937. Senate Armed Services Committee and Foreign Relations Committees began their closed-door hearings on this date in 1951 into the dismissal of General Douglas MacArthur by President Truman. Walter O'Malley, the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers, agreed to move the team on this date in 1957 from Brooklyn to Los Angeles. A lot of people got really mad about that. The first Grammy Awards introduced on this date in 1959. In 1960, the off-Broadway musical comedy The Fantastics opened in New York City's Greenwich Village. It would eventually become the longest-running musical of all time. The Sears Tower in Chicago topped off on this date in 1973 as the world's tallest building. In Great Britain on this date in 1979, the Conservative Party won the general election, making Margaret Thatcher Britain's first ever female prime minister. Very excited, very aware of the responsibilities. Her Majesty, the Queen, has asked me to form a new administration. 
and I have accepted. It is, of course, the greatest honor that can come to any citizen in a democracy. Mrs. Thatcher arrived at Downing Street's takeover from James Callahan after her party won an overall majority of seats in Parliament. And in 2006, Zacharias Massawi sentenced to life in prison after in Alexandria, Virginia, that in connection with the September 11th attacks. Among those passing away on this date in history, the man behind Terry and the Pirates and Steve Canyon, Milton Kniff. Also passing away on this date in history, Wally Shara, the captain, pilot, and astronaut. Television director, producer, executive, but child actor, Jackie Cooper, also passing away on this night, a day in history. And the man who was responsible for the great hit, Cause You've Got Personality, Lloyd Price, passing away back in 2021. Birthdays today include Prime Minister of Israel, Golda Meir, singer-actor Bing Crosby, radio pioneer Norman Corwin, uh, pro wrestler, manager Stu Hart, uh, the father of uh, the bulk of the Hart family, Owen Hart, and, and so many other kids. And I guess we can't leave out Bret Hart. No, we shouldn't. Uh, singer Pete Seeger, also born on this date. Sugar Ray Robinson, the fine boxer. Alice on the Brady Bunch, and B. Davis, born on this date. Also, David Dudley, great country guy. Uh, and uh, six days on the road, and I'm going to make it home tonight. Also, ow, I feel good. James Brown, born on this date. Uh, the man behind Ronco, the pocket fisherman, and all the, the, the early stuff that uh, uh, a lot of the inventions long before we ever thought of things such as infomercials. Ron Popeil, born on this date in history, and magician Doug Henning. Uh, Fra Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Frankie Valley, 89 years old today. The best that you can do. Christopher Cross, 72 years old today. From West Wing and Psych, Dual Hill is 48. From Mad Men, Christina Hendricks, also 48 today, and country singer Eric Church is 46. Those just a few of the people who celebrate the third day of May as their birthday, and if this happens to be your birthday... Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, happy birthday! Go back 74 years to May 3rd, 1949, Edward Pauley, starring as Steve Wilson, the editor of the Illustrated Press, in an episode of Big Town entitled The Case of the Fatal Alibi. That's coming up next. Thank you for tuning in on this Wednesday edition of Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox here on your favorite radio station. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now on this Wednesday edition of Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Talks. And by the way, thank you for joining us. And thank this radio station. We appreciate them so much. We appreciate you, too. Uh, an episode of Big Town starring Edward Polly, 74 years ago today, May 3rd. 1949, The Case of the Fatal Alibi. Extra big town, perjured witness hunted in fatal alibi. Extra big town, extra. Listen, Clara, tell your brother Sam I'll slit him open if he busts my alibi. Mr. Wilson. Yes, Willie. Sam Willis gonna get killed, Mr. Wilson. He's gonna get his throat cut if he talks. Thanks for the tip, Willie. I'll phone Callahan of Homicide. Meet me at our friend Mozart's Harbor Cafe in half an hour. Yes, listen to this five-star story of the fatal alibi presented by Lever Brothers Company, makers of Life Boy Health Soap. Another headline drama of fighting editor Steve Wilson of the Illustrated Press whose newspaper creed stands for freedom and justice against the forces of violence and evil. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, that it may be a faithful servant of all the people, use it justly, hold it high, and guard it well. Now to Big Town and tonight's tense and timely story of a perjured witness who gave a fatal alibi. The false witness places himself in a no-man's land between crime and the law. And such is the case of Sam Miller, owner of a small diner near the waterfront of Big Town. How are you coming with those dishes, Willie? I'm almost done with this pile, Mr. Miller. That ghost must suffer. Now I'll have to wash every dish in the diner to make up for what I broke. <laughs> uh, forget it, Willie. We're all nervous and jumpy around here tonight. Pick up the pieces. Get yourself anything you want to eat. Oh, golly, thanks, Mr. Miller. You're just about the finest fellow I ever washed dishes for my supper. <laughs> I'm a fool, Willie. You mean on account of alibi and that Rick Rawson for the knife and that truck driver on the docks the other night? Yes, Willie. I didn't know the driver was dead when I told the police Rip Rawson was here at the diner at the time of the knifing. Where was he here, Mr. Miller? Forget it, Willie. Get your supper. Eat it, then beat it. Forget it, forget it. Sam, come here. What is it, Clara? Rip Rawson's here. At the counter. What's he want? He says he wants to talk to you. Hey, Sam. Come on here. What do you want? First, I want a cup of java and a piece of apple pie. 
Go get it while me and your brother have a talk, Clara, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't be your baby if you were the last lug on earth. Go get him the coffee and pie, sis. <laughs> okay. But I hope it chokes him. What have you been telling us, Sam? Nothing, nothing. What do you want here, Rip? Guess. You tricked me into alibi and you on the murder of that truck driver. Now, what else do you want? I want to make sure you don't change your story. Tell the cops maybe I wasn't here in your dog wagon eating apple pie at 10 o'clock. I'm stuck with the story. They'd nailed me for perjury if I changed it. With my rep and record, they'd nail me to the chair if you do. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I'm worrying plenty, Sam. And the kind of guy that worries plenty about nervous guys changing their mind. Well, forget it, forget it. No. <laughs> You're like a cat in a hot stove, Sam. You're scared. So I'm going to give you something to be really scared about. Yeah? What's that? You change your story and I'll take the shiv and change your sister's pretty puss so you won't know her. Savvy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what to do now. Shut up. Here's your coffee and pie. Hey, wipe up the jab you spilled, baby. Wipe it up yourself. Eat your pie and get out of here. Leave my brother alone. Clara. Yeah, pin her ears back, Sam. I'm going to be a freewheeling customer around here from now on, so tell her to be nice. Clara, keep out of this. Hey, looks almost as good as the apple pie I had here the other night. Sam, he didn't have any apple pie here the night the truck driver was killed at 10. Shut up, Clara. How do you know? He wasn't here, baby. Because we were all out of pie when I left at nine o'clock. Sam. Yes? You shut this babe's mouth. Shut it tight or I'll open it. From ear to ear. Capital? Just a few minutes ago. Come in, Laura. Thanks. How is his honor, the governor? Busy. I'm pretty concerned about Big Town's crime waves. Did you suggest he try to keep the upstate hoodlums out of Big Town and out of the hair of our understaffed police force? Yes, I did exactly that. Anything new on the waterfront hijack and murder of that truck driver? No, the police had a prime suspect, but he had an alibi. As they usually have alibis, ready-made for any occasion. Who's the suspect? A knife artist appropriately called Rip Rawson. Rip Rawson? Yeah. I seem to remember him. Uh-huh, he has a record as long as your arm, but he's beaten most of the rats. Any tips on the case from Willie the Weep or Mozart? Not a thing, Steve. I went down to Willie's shanty boat this morning and asked him to keep his eyes and ears open, but... Uh-oh, in private line, please. Yes, maybe Willie or Mozart's heard something. Hello, Steve Wilson, Illustrated Press. Mr. Wilson, it's me, Willie the Weep. Oh, hello, Willie. Miss Kilburn was just telling me you were scouting around on that hijack killing. Got anything? Yeah, Mr. Wilson... Sam Miller, the owner of the diner where Rawson claimed he was eating at the time of the killings? Yeah, Mr. Wilson. Only I know for a fact you were. How do you know that, Willie? Because I was washing dishes for my supper at Sam's just a while ago, and Rip Rawson come in. What happened, Willie? I heard that rat Rawson tell Sam's sister, you know, that sometimes waits on the customer, that he wanted some coffee and pie, just like he had at the time of the killing the other night. Yes, go on, Willie, but take it easy. Now give me the facts. Well... 
She said Rip couldn't have had any kind of pie up there that night. Why not? Because the diner was all out of all kinds of pie when she left at nine o'clock. Are you sure the girl said that? Absolutely, positively, Mr. Wilson. Then what happened, Willie? What did Rawson say to that? He told Sam to shut his sister's mouth and he slid it open from ear to ear. What did Sam Miller do? He told Miss Clare to keep quiet and wound out after Rawson like he was scared sick to death. Good grief. He went after Rawson alone? Yeah, he took a gun out of his cash drawer and went out and I followed. Did he catch up with Rawson, Willie? No, Mr. Wilson. That rat was nowhere in sight. So I followed Miller till he went into Mozart's Harbor Cafe. Mozart's Harbor Cafe? Is he still there? Yeah, Mozart's got him in the bathroom. Where are you, Willie? Phoning from a cigar store down the street. Hang up, Willie. Follow Miller if he leaves the Harbor Cafe before I get there. I'm sure well, Mr. Wilson. What are you going to do? I'm going to try and keep Sam Miller and his sister out of the river or the mug. What's up, Steve? Get your hat, Laura, and I. I want you to go to Sam Miller's diner and stay with his sister, Clara. While you're doing what? I'm going to Mozart's Harbor Cafe and persuade Sam Miller to go to the police and exchange that fatal alibi for a new lease on his sister's life. Now, back to Big Town, the fatal alibi, and to Steve Wilson and Lorelei as they hurry to the waterfront in the camp of their loquacious friend, Harry the Hack. Say, boss, Miss Kilburn. Say it, Harry. But drop me in front of Mozart's Harbor Cafe before you take Miss Kilburn to Sam's Diner, Harry. Well, that is practically done, Mr. Wilson. And I was wondering if you would not want me to come back and hang around outside of Mozart's giant in case this uh, Rip the Ripper character should decide to crash the party. Thanks, Harry. But I wish you'd stay near the diner and make sure Rawson doesn't go back there and carry out his threat to mark up Sam's sister. Okay, boss. If he shows, I'll stall him with my trusty monkey wrench and I yell copper like crazy. Mozart's Harbor Cafe. Oh, seems to be peaceful and quiet around here so far. Good. But I'm going to look around the neighborhood before I go in. See if Rip Rawson is hanging around. Be careful. He doesn't step out of a dark alleyway and carve you up just to keep in practice, Steve. I'll make a point of avoiding that, Lorelei. I'll get on down to Sam's diner and stay with his sister until I phone you. Right, Steve. I'll get a story about that mysterious piece of pie while I'm waiting. Do that, Lorelei. Get going, Harry. Roll this hack. calling? Why, it's me, Rip Rawson. Remember? What do you want? Where's my brother? He's okay. So far. But where is he? He's over at the Harbor Cafe, drowning his jitters in straight slugs of juniper juice, and listening to that musical bum Mozart beat out the blues in the back room. Good. I was afraid he'd gone after you for threatening me. <laughs> yeah. I got a notion he's working up enough nerve to try that, and that's how come I'm phoning you, baby. What do you want, you murderous little rat? Easy, easy, baby, and listen. I want you to go get Brother Sam and take him home before he spills my alibi, and I gotta get to him and spill him all over the joint. You keep away from my brother, or I'll go to the police. I'll tell him I know my brother lied to alibi you out of the murder of that truck driver. Ah, you're talking like you shouldn't talk, baby. Shut up. Listen to how it's going to be. 
Yeah. I'm listening. I gotta keep that alibi airtight or I go to the chair. You listening? Yeah. I'm listening. You and Sam are the only ones that can louse up my alibi with that dope about being out of pie. So, uh, let me slice it good and thin for you. All right. Go on. I got nothing to lose, so here it is. You clam up and keep Sam clammed up, or I'll clam you both up before the cops get me like charter. Catch me. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Good. So go get Sam and keep him clammed, or the next thing you'll hear will be my ship springing out like this. So get gone, baby, or I'll be seeing you. But you won't be seeing me. slug. I got troubles. My nerves are all shot and I... I've got something I gotta do. Sorry. No dice, Sam. Uh-huh. The troubles you got won't fold their tents like the Arabs of song and story and silently flit away in an alcoholic mist. I know, Motes, but I'm scared. Scared? I, I think I'm a coward. Sam, we all get scared. We all live to taste the bitter cup of cowardice at least once before we die. Or when we die. I'm, I'm not scared for myself, Mozart. Yeah, I know. You're scared for your sister Clara. Yeah, yeah. Then you shouldn't have left her at the diner alone. Well, I, I told Mulligan the cop on the beat to watch the place. But you didn't tell him the truth about Rip Rawson's phony alibi. Why not, Sam? Because Rip came to the diner a while ago. He said he'd get clear up if I talked to the cops. Hello, Mozart. Oh, hi, Steve. I was about to phone you. Oh, Willie the Weep, beat you to it. Hello, Sam. But who are you, mister? Uh, meet Steve Wilson of the press, Sam. Wilson, the racket button newsy. I mean, I talk... Wait a minute, Sam. I'm not here to ask you to talk. From what I hear, there's no need for you to talk. Yeah, but even being seen with you is enough. I'm getting out of here. Wait a minute, Sam. You can't run away from this thing. I'm not going to run away. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish this thing. Not with that gun you're obviously clutching in your hand in the pocket of that top coat. Let go of my arm, Mr. Wilson. I know you want to help, but I ain't going to risk my sister getting carved up, maybe killed, just to put Rip Rawson in the chair. Now let me go. Let me go. Wait a minute, Sam. Stop and think. And we'll give him plenty of time to think. From May 3rd, 1949, Edward Polly in Big Town here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. We'll have the news from 74 years ago today following these messages from your favorite radio station. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For a very long time, you've heard me talk about my pillow. And of course, the my pillow products are fascinating. My slippers, which are on special right now. 
uh, all of the sheets and the pillows and the pillowcases and all the wonderful things. But did you know that uh, American entrepreneurs have gotten together with Mike Liddell to form My Store? A whole line of products uh, made by American entrepreneurs, including health products, garden and patio, food and drink. If you're a coffee drinker, check out some of the coffees they have there. Uh, beauty, bath products, personal care, things for your pets. Check out mystore.com. That is mystore.com. And, of course, when you use my promo code, which is Wyatt, that's W-Y-A-T-T, you can save yourself a good bit of money on anything there. Check out mystore.com, promo code Wyatt. I'm Wyatt Cox. Thanks for tuning in here to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station. You're listening to an episode of Frontier Town starring Edward Pauley as it was originally broadcast on Tuesday, May 3rd, 1949. In the newspapers of that Tuesday, 74 years ago, these were some of the headlines. The government last night made public a yardstick to determine which landlords can raise their rents, but left unanswered the big question. How widespread and how large will the increases be? Housing expediter Teague E. Woods announced any landlord operating a small structure can get a rent increase if his net operating income is less than 25% of his gross income. He will be given an increase to bring his net operating income up to 30%. Any landlord operating a large structure can get an increase if his net operating income is less than 20% of his gross income. He'll get an increase to bring his net operating income up to 25%. A small structure contains one to four homes. A large structure contains more than four homes. A reliable informant said last night that Yugoslavia would ask soon for a United States loan Uh, running into the tens of millions of dollars, and that the request probably would be granted. The informant said the Yugoslav embassy in Washington would make its bid for dollars in a very short time, the informant saying, in fact, it may already have been done. He explained that Saba Kozovanovic, the Yugoslav ambassador, recently expressed to the State Department Yugoslavia's desire for American credits and had been giving an understanding hearing. Democrat leaders in the House hammered out a compromise labor bill yesterday and plan to offer it on the floor today. The compromise retains some features of the Taft-Hartley law in an effort to assure the measure's passage. It will replace the administration's labor bill, which called for outright repeal of the Taft-Hartley Act and revival of the New Deal-Wagner Act with some modifications. Disliking this bill, a number of Republicans and Southern Democrats have gotten behind a bill offered by Congressman Wood, the Democrat of Georgia, to repeal Taft-Hartley, but reenact most of its major provisions. A big civic dinner last night honored Sergei Kozevsky, the Russian-born conductor who's retiring after 25 years as leader of the Boston Symphony Orchestra. The applause, the audience applauded for 10 minutes at the end of his last concert Saturday night. Meanwhile, Sir Thomas Beecham, the British conductor, aroused a storm when he said at his 70th birthday party that he started making recordings 40 years ago for, and quoting, those poor wretches in the deserts of Alabama, in Missouri, and in Oshkosh 
who never had the advantages of our English culture. Mayor Ernest Seward of Oshkosh said, let Sir Thomas come here and we'll show him that Oshkosh is an art center. As you probably heard, President Truman received only a small part of his expected $12,500 April salary check Saturday because Congress didn't get around to appropriating any more money for him. That news evoked the sympathy of David S. Wright, 84-year-old proprietor of a Dunkirk, New York seed company. He wired the president, offering to lend him the difference on your payless salary. Wright said he had advanced money to the city of Newkirk to make up deficits several times. That strange half-rabbit, half-coon creature found near Lake Okeechobee, Florida last week has been identified. Seems the thing is a rodent called an agouti, a native of Central and South America, and no one knows how it got to Florida. A talented mule is the object of a search by United International Movie Studios. When they find the right animal, they plan to star him in a film about a talking mule, which saved an army commander in Burma. Finally, backseat driving a woman's prerogative for a man, well, it's just his tough luck. The Los Angeles Appellate Court ordered a retrial for a woman after she claimed she drove through a pedestrian zone and nearly threw a pedestrian on her husband's advice. She had been fined $10 in city court. California says a married woman is not responsible for a misdemeanor acting on command of her husband. Though some of the day's top news stories is reported in the newspapers of Tuesday, May 3rd, 1949, on your radio, a Big Town, which continues now on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, as we hear... The question reposed... Think about what? Are you an expert marksman? No, but... Do you really know how to handle that gun in your pocket? No. I never had it out of the cash store before. Never fired it. But I'm going out and I'm going to find... Wait a minute, Sam. Think about what you're doing. You want to go out in the dark streets looking for a man who is a trained sneak thief, a knife artist... Who knows every alley and byway of this waterfront section. I don't care. I'll find him. I'll find him. Don't you care what happens to your sister if you fail? If you're killed? The cops will get him if he gets me. Yes, but perhaps not before Rawson gets to your sister, Sam. Silences her because she's the only one who can smash his alibi in the killing of that truck driver. I'll get him first. I'll let go my own. Now, Sam. Sam. You listen to Steve. He's tangled with a lot of rats. Knows a lot of anger. No. I gotta take care of this myself. I got Clara in this chain because I was a coward. Didn't know that Trucky was dead when I alibied Rawson. Two wrongs don't make a right, Sam. You made one mistake. Now you want to take the law into your own hands. Go out there in the dark and hunt the man to kill him or be killed. I'll get him and turn him over to the cops. Tell the truth. Smash his alibi as soon as I know he's behind bars and can't get at my sister. Use your head, Sam. Rawson has murdered once. He's up for the chair if he's taken, and you tell the truth. I know, but... Even if you find him, he won't be taken alive with that gun. You'll have to use it if he gives you a chance. Shoot to kill, or you'll be committing suicide. I don't care. I'll get him. He won't have a chance to get Clara. Now let go of my arm. Let go of my arm. Sam. Sam. You put away that gun. Now don't you be a fool. You stop pointing it at Mr. Wilson. He's trying to help you. I don't need any help. Let go of my arm, Mr. Wilson. Help me out. All right, Sam. All right. Wait. I'm going to let go of your arm. But first, listen to me. Yeah, we'll make it quick. 
I hate to have to do this, Sam, but I've got to prove to you that it's suicide for you to walk out there, go hunting for a killer with that gun. Well, how are you going to prove it? By showing you that you don't know how to handle that gun. What? You trick slut. Let go. I'm still going to get that gun. I'm going to get it. I'm sorry, Sam. We can't let you get yourself killed. Nice going, Steve. Right on the button. I hated having to do that, Moussa. Well, he'd be okay in a few minutes. Well, Steve, he'll thank you when he comes out of that haymaker, but... Now what? Frosting is scared Sam will bust his alibi. He must have followed him here. Maybe waiting outside. I'm sure he is, Mozart. I scouted the block before I came in. I didn't see him, but a kid on the corner said he saw a skinny rat with a jailhouse shuffle hanging around. Uh, that could be Rawson. He's only been out of the pen a couple of months. So what do we do? Keep playing, Mozart. It may throw him off if he's hanging around outside listening. Yeah, but... Uh... Has the time not come, Steve, to uh, misquote the walrus, uh, to speak of many things to Inspector Callahan of homicide? Yes, but first I want to phone Sam's diner. Laura lies there with his sister and Harry the Hack is watching outside. All right, go ahead, Steve. Sam's number's on the wall pad. Yes, here it is. Uh-oh. Watch it, watch it, Steve. The side door to the alley. Holy cow, what are you doing here, Clara? Where's Sam? What's happened to Sam? Now, take it easy, Clara. He's okay so far. Thanks to Steve Wilson here. Sorry, Miss Miller, but I had to knock him out to keep him from going after Rawson with a gun. Mr. Wilson, why didn't you keep out of this? My brother will be killed for talking to you. Not if we can help it. Why did you come here, Miss Miller? Did Miss Kilburn come to the diner tell you what we're trying to do? Yes, but just before she arrived, I got a phone call from Rip Rawson. From Rawson? Yeah. He said if Sam or I talked to anyone, he'd kill us both. Where is Miss Kilburn? Why did she let you leave the diner alone? She didn't know. I slipped out the back through the kitchen. Well, you're lucky you got here, Clara. You've got to help me get Sam home, Mozart. If Rip Rawson finds out he's been talking to a newspaper man, he'll come after us as sure as if we talk to the police. Please, help me get him up and out of here. Now, just a minute, Miss Miller. You're in far greater danger than your brother. Your testimony can smash Rawson's alibi. It won't bother us if we keep our mouths shut. No, please... Help me get him out of here. Rawson can't be sure you will keep quiet. He'll go to the chair for one murder if you do talk. There's only one way he can be sure you won't talk. He'll get us if we do talk. He said he'd get us before the cops got him. So the answer is to get him before either of you leave this cafe. But how? He must be somewhere here in the neighborhood watching and waiting. If you phone the police, he'll know we've talked. He'll get away and hide and wait for a chance to get us. Not if you help me set a trap for him. A trap? What? What kind of a trap, Mr. Wilson? I have a plan. Now, watch it, watch it, Steve. Side door. More visitors. Steve! Lorelei. Oh, thank heavens Miss Miller got here alive. I had to find my brother, Miss Kilborn. Good heavens, what's happened to him? Now, Steve had a belt him to keep him from going out gunning for Rawson, Lorelei. Oh? He's starting to come out of it, Steve. See that he doesn't get up and dash out, Mozart? Oh, please. Please, Mr. Wilson, let me take him home. I'm sorry, Miss Miller. We've no right to keep you here, but... It would be suicide for you to leave until we can trap Russell. Oh. That would be a neat trick if you could do it, Steve. He must know this waterfront section like a book. Yes, Laura, but I think it can't be done. Where's Harry the Hack? He's out front. He drove me over from the diner when I discovered Miss Miller had given me the slip. Good. He can keep an eye on the front entrance of the cafe. Well, what are you going to do, Mr. Wilson? Well, first, we're going to get the police in on this and have them throw a net around this whole neighborhood. 
Phone Inspector Callahan. I promise I had a line. Right, Steve. Mr. Wilson, he, he may get away through the alleys or, or over the rooftops. Not if my plan works. Oh? Clara. Sam. How'd you get here? Oh. What are you doing here? What is it, Sam? Callahan, a homicide. You call it homicide? You crazy, Wilson? You want to get my sister killed? You'll be safe here, Sam, at Mozart's until we get Rawson. How are you going to get him? Even find him? I think I have a plan that will draw him out of hiding, Sam, out in the open where the police can nab him. How? He's a smart little rat. Well, you and I are about the same size, Sam. So what? So what? I want you to lend me your hat and top coat. My hat and top coat? What for? I want to walk out of here wearing him. In the dark, Rawson will mistake me for you. You're crazy! You'll get his knife in your bag same as that truck driver. Well, let me worry about that, Sam. I think I know how to handle knife slingers. Get me an empty bottle, Mosai. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Steve. At least take Sam's gun. Well, I have a better plan than that. Rawson won't be suspicious if he sees me stagger out of here with a bottle in my hand. It'll be another reason for thinking I'm Sam going home drunk. No. Let me try it. This is between me and Rawson. No, Sam. You'd be no match for him in the shape you're in. Get me a heavy, empty bottle, Mosai. Okay, Steve, but you're taking an awful chance. Uh, I've got Inspector Callahan on the wire, Steve. I told him what's happened. Uh, Want to tell him what you plan to do? Yes, let me have the phone, Lola. Hello, Callahan. Hello, Steve. What's your plan to get that Rip Rawson rack? How long will it take you to throw a tight, tight net around the neighborhood of Mozart's Cafe? About ten minutes. Where is he holed up? I don't know, but if you'll pull into the alley alongside of the cafe in exactly ten minutes from now, I think you can have him there. Now, hold on, Steve. You're a lucky guy, but there's only so much luck in anybody's horseshoe. I'll bear that in mind, Callahan. Be here in exactly ten minutes, and I won't need luck. Here's your bottle, Steve. An empty bottle, but a lucky brand. Just in case your own luck runs out. May 3rd, 1949, Big Town on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on this Wednesday. The conclusion follows these messages. Before I get to tomorrow's show on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, let me mention uh, a couple of things about Big Town. From 1937 to 1942, the star of Big Town was screen star Edward G. Robinson, and he did a wonderful job on the show. But I have to tell you that when Edward Pauley took over the role in 1943 uh, until 1952, uh, I have to tell you that it was a different show uh, in that uh, the role of Steve Mitchell was more of a crime fighter. And uh, where uh, Edward G. Robinson uh, did the conscience-stricken tabloid editor kind of thing, as he did in the movie Five Star Final. Uh, But uh, Polly did a great job. Uh, The show was number one among all of the reporter-type drama series on radio, and in the top 12 among all radio programs through many of the year. uh, Years between 10 and 20 million listening. Uh, Big town. Now, tomorrow... On Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, we're going to have an episode of Dragnet, Jack Webb, from 69 years ago, May 4th, 1954, The Big Stop. A traffic cop has been shot in cold blood in an intersection, and for no apparent reason. We'll hear that on Thursday's Classic Radio Theater, but let's wrap up this Wednesday edition of Big Town, Edward Polly, 74 years ago, May 3rd, 1949. <laughs> Now back to Big Town and to Steve Wilson 
as he and his companions await a deadline for the payoff in tonight's five-star story of The Fatal Alibi. Time's running out, Steve. It's exactly seven minutes since you asked Callahan of Homicide to pull into the alley in ten. Yes, Monsignor, that leaves me three minutes to walk out that side door into the alley and hope Rip Rawson will mistake me for Sam Miller and come out of hiding. Ready to put a knife in your back, Steve. Don't forget that. I won't. And don't think he won't try, Mr. Wilson. I'm sure he will, Sam. Now, give me your hat and top coat. All right, here you are. But I wish you'd let me go. Give me my gun and I'll cover him and hold him till your inspector friend gets here. No, Sam, as I tried to tell you, Rawson is prime for the chair for killing that truck driver. He's tricky, Sam. And if he shows at all, he wouldn't give you a chance to use that gun. Then the same goes for you. No, Sam. I'm going to try to use a little applied psychology. Now, hand me that lucky bottle, Mozart. Here you are, Steve. Are you sure you don't want me to come along? No, thanks, Mozart. Rawson won't show unless he thinks I'm Sam, intoxicated, and alone. Rawson... You just come to the side door with me, will you? Right. Open it and shove me out. Call me Sam and tell me to go home and sleep it off. Okay, Steve. I'll make it a real bounce. Let's go. Watch yourself, Steve, and, and good luck. Right. All right, Sam, you've had enough. Now get out. Take your bottle with you and beat it. Go home. Hey. Go on. Go home. I'll fix most for this. A fine thing throwing a man out when he's got troubles. All kind of troubles. That's what I got. I'll say you have. Hold everything, Sam. Oh, you. Yeah, me, Rip. And I hear you got a gun you was thinking of gunning me with if you could licker yourself up enough nerve. Uh, yeah. So hold still while I get that heat out of your pocket or I'll open you up where you'll spill out all over the alley. Hold still. Drop that bottle. Drop it, you slug. With pleasure. Never mind the knife, Rip. You'll never find it in the dark. Now you, hold still. Hurry. What's that? It's double You slugger, you ain't Sam Miller. No. And your murderous scheme to silence Sam and his sister is all washed up. How you doing, Bush? Got him. Got him, Harry. You hold him while I see if he's sporting any more knives. Yeah. Hold still and I'm a sergeant nagging with this trusty monkey wrench. Steve. What happened? What happened? We've got him. Phone Fletcher on city desk, Laura. Byline yourself a beat on one fatal alibi. Well, that's the way it was, friends. A narrow escape for Sam Miller and his sister. But when Sam reversed his perjured alibi, Rip Rawson was arrested, tried, and convicted on a charge of murder. And friends, back of this deadly incident is the grim lesson that any perjured testimony given on behalf of any criminal could place any of us in the same dangerous situation. How about next week's Big Town Story, Steve? Well, next week there'll be another and very different story from the front pages of the Illustrated Press and headlined, The Confession. Thank you, and good night. In tonight's dramatization, all names, times, and places are fictional. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Collin as Lorelai Kilburn, and was written and produced by Jerry McGill. <laughs> hey. 
Edward Polly, a very good, uh, you know, it seems it's it's very kitschy of a style, but it sure worked for this show. Big Town, 74 years ago today, May 3rd, 1949, here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Oh, quick plug for my pillow. Uh, Mike Lindell is closing out a number of items right now, including something that I truly, truly enjoy, and that is the uh, All Season My Slippers. Uh, they are delightful. $25 a pair, limit 10 when you use my promo code Wyatt. Uh, $25 a pair. They are worth the $149. I have a pair at the radio station. I'd buy two or three more pairs, but they've already sold out of my size. So get over there now. MyPillow.com. Uh, click on the uh, radio listener special. Use my promo code Wyatt. Also, bathrobes. If you want some delightful bathrobes, they have those available on clearance right now. MyPillow.com. Uh, promo code Wyatt. Um, and, and check it out. It's very good to have. All righty. Uh, visit my webpage, classicradio.stream, classicradio.stream, and you can buy me a copy if you like. I'd sure appreciate that. Have yourself a great day. Thank this station. Support the advertisers. Have a great Wednesday. And tell all your friends the great radio shows are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station. <laughs>